Welcome to the Magnetic Lighthouse Worldwide Online Radio Show, Episode 3, From Trial to Triumph, with special guest Nicole Jansen. The light is now on. Hi, my name is Jamie Pritchard, founder of the Magnetic Lighthouse. Are you a spiritually minded individual or business owner who wants to manifest your spiritual dreams into reality, but seems stuck when it comes to moving your ideas forward? Then I can help you. I've been leading individuals and groups in manifesting their spiritual purpose for over 20 years. I am launching a new spiritual mastermind group. This is an intensive forum where spiritually minded individuals and business owners just like you can take your ideas, hopes, and dreams and share them with others. Through my group facilitation and direction, you can expect not only to have your goals heard in a non-judgmental way, but you will receive direct feedback, support, action items, and most importantly, solid accountability on your ideas from your spiritual mastermind group. Space is limited, however, to eight members. If you are truly ready to manifest your spiritual purpose into reality, then contact me directly at jamiep at themagneticlighthouse.com for more details and to reserve your spot today. Now, let's get on with today's show. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Magnetic Lighthouse, worldwide online radio show, where we connect you, our spiritually minded listeners, to the people, ideas, and programs that you need to manifest your dreams into reality. I am your producer, host, and spiritual connector, Jamie Pritchard, and we are coming live to you tonight. I'm very excited about our show tonight, From Trial to Triumph, with my special guest, Nicole Jansen. Nicole has an incredible and inspiring story to tell, because she has come face-to-face with what most of us fear, financial ruin. How does someone recover from that? The embarrassment, the shame, and more importantly, how do you even become a better person on the other side of that experience? We are going to learn that from Nicole tonight. But first, it is time for our magnetic moment. The Magnetic Moment is the part of our show where I will share some thoughts, ideas, and perhaps a bit of wisdom on our show's theme. This segment is intended to get you, our spiritually minded listeners, engaged and present in the show, and we hope disengaged from some of the temporary chaos that may be going on around you and perhaps even inside you. So, I want you to take a deep, meditative breath. Close your eyes if you wish, and simply listen to my words and voice. Tonight's theme is about financial scarcity. Woody Allen once said, money is better than poverty, if only for financial reasons. Think about that phrase, and you will see Woody Allen understands a lot more about finances than most financial planners. Every single one of us has had to face financial scarcity at one time or another in our lives. Personally, I have come from a family of financial abundance, an abundance that was experienced by my father and stepmother and was unfortunately not really shared with others, even their children. This created in me a financial gremlin that said, I always should have just enough money. Why? Because deep down I felt that financial abundance leads to not paying attention to your family and be consumed by the acquisition of money and personal possessions. So my tendency is always to have just enough. 
About 10 years ago, I had a lot of circumstances that came together and put myself and my family at the point of financial ruin. It was so bad that every time we walked past our bank, alarm bells were set off. I have since found out that my financial gremlin was wrong. I know plenty of individuals and friends who have financial abundance and gladly share this with others. So what's the difference between the two mindsets? Why does one tend to hoard and keep that abundance to themselves while others seem to attract financial abundance with ease? But find ways to share it and better not only themselves, but those around us. In coaching clients around finances and thinking about this, I have found one key characteristic in those that seem to attract financial abundance and are not afraid to give it away and share it. The key is their purpose or reason for financial abundance, the why of having money. Before they collect it, they answer that question. These individuals collect financial abundance not for the possessions and social status it brings, but rather for the freedom it brings. For me, financial abundance now means having the freedom to be able to choose what I want to do, not what I have to do. So my challenge for you this week is to really think and meditate on your relationship to money and finances. If it's a positive one, then congratulate yourself. However, if you're like most and have your own financial gremlin, know this, that it is completely within your control to change that relationship. Our guest, Nicole Jansen, had the courage to face her financial gremlin, and as we will hear, has made some significant changes in her life. You can do exactly the same. This has been your magnetic moment. All right, we will be right back with our guest, Nicole Jansen. Are you ready to take a giant leap in your existing spiritually-based business? Of course you are. Hi, I'm Jamie Pritchard, and I have over 20 years of practical business experience that I combine with an incredible intuition and ability to hold my clients accountable to the change they need, not what they think they want. I coach clients on what they need to hear, not what they want to hear. If you would like to explore an incredibly honest and forthright coaching relationship for your existing business that will move you forward sooner rather than later, then contact me today at jamiep.themagneticlighthouse.com. All right, we are back live with our guest, uh, Nicole Jansen. <clears throat> I have personally known Nicole for almost 10 years. And in that time, I've had the honor of being coached by Nicole. And I can tell you, she is a powerful individual that will keep your feet to the fire and hold you accountable for the change that you truly want. Nicole is Canadian born and bred, but now lives in Los Angeles. For 27 years, Nicole has coached and trained thousands of people in helping them achieve breakthrough results in business and their lives. As a certified human behavior specialist, business coach, and strategic intervention coach through Robin Medane's training, Nicole has developed her own special brand of business mentorship, which focuses on tapping into your strengths and true purpose. And more importantly, she knows how to integrate this into business and life mastery principles for holistic business. She does this through her business, Discover the Edge. Please give a big 
Magnetic Lighthouse. Welcome to my friend, Nicole Jansen. Hey, Nicole, how are you tonight? I am doing well, Jamie. How are you? I'm fantastic. Doing very well. I'm so glad to uh, have you uh, on this and uh, interested to uh, hear your story. So I, so you one time were actually living the financial dream. You had a, you and your family had a lot of financial abundance. You were involved in a multi-million dollar business. Um, can you tell our, our listeners what what that financial freedom, what that abundance was like for you? Sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's kind of funny because I was young and I I honestly did take it for granted a little bit, as you know how oftentimes we do, right? If if we've got if we've been given something or it's come I don't want to say easy, but it's it's come early to us, oftentimes we, we take it for granted. We don't we don't realize how amazing it was until it's gone. So in in my case, my uh, parents have always been entrepreneurial and and uh, owned businesses, and they owned franchises, owned an Esso franchise, and then a Sunoco franchise, and then started a business in uh, network marketing and became extremely successful in a very short period of time. Uh, we also, actually, it's interesting because I actually saw uh, the dip and in, in the, the, the devastation of losing everything twice. So um, the first time was uh, my parents had gotten very successful in, in the business, and then my dad made some decisions and investment decisions based on input that he had gotten and so forth, and, and, uh, and it, they, they didn't work out. Let's just put it that way. So he, uh, even all the investigation he did, it didn't, it didn't work out. And um, this is also, a, a, you know, you talk about in the introduction about masterminding and mentorship and so forth. That's why it's so important to have good mentors, wise mentors. But yeah. Uh, but then after that, uh, we started, you know, we rebuilt. And I was much more involved the second time around in, in rebuilding it. And yeah, we had a business that did uh, just, you know, just around ten million dollars a year in annual sales. And I have to tell you, it was fantastic. We had we we had a lot of people around us. We were hanging out with entrepreneurs and visionaries. We had vertical growth. The business was on track to you know double and triple and quadruple you know, in the next few years, and it was it was fantastic. Yeah. And it was a very secure place, to answer your question. It was a very safe and secure where I felt very secure. This was, this was what I was going to do for the rest of my life. I thought, you know what, we put the effort in, we got there, I'm in my early 20s, and it's done. Yeah. And now it's about building upon that into what, you know, whatever else we were going to, we were going to grow it into. And so right. that's, the place that I was, and it is a really wonderful feeling to be there, and to, and a and a, a calming, peaceful you know place uh, to be there, and also feeling very um, and and there is a certain measure of 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 uh, sense of accomplishment that you have. Um, right. One of the things you you talked about in your magnetic moment is you know you're talking about the the um, money and the value of it and, and so forth and. You know, the interesting thing about money is, is you know, people talk about the love of money is the root of all, you know, well, they say money is the root of all evil, and it's in reality it's the love of money that's the root of all evil. 
regardless, money is a really big issue for people. And when you have it, you feel good. And when you don't have it, you tend not to feel good. Because a lot right. of times what we do is we, we, we assign our identity to how much money we have in the bank account. And that's, right. that's the part that becomes a real problem. And I would agree. I think the uh, the the challenge is uh, is when that you know that when you're looking at the the bank account and not thinking about, wow, I've got this money. What can I do with it now? What what's it going to allow me to uh, to do? Yeah. Um, one question. So you you mentioned you were network marketing. You you were around a family that was uh, entrepreneurial right from the start. So that's obviously in your DNA. Seems like the rug was pulled out under you, uh, from under you. What happened then, and how did that affect your view of financial uh, uh, financial abundance and, and or independence? Great question. Well, the first time around, and the reason why I mentioned that one because that was actually quite a significant time for me. I went back. I, I actually found this about three years ago. And I uh, went back into some old stuff that I had, you know, kid projects and school and stuff. And right. at that time, I had a project uh, that that was, you know, you have to describe your life and learning experience or whatever. And, and I had written this little piece. And to answer that question, here's what I got from that first time around, is that when we lost, when my dad actually at that time lost everything, my parents, lost everything and had to start over again and literally went from having brand new cars and a boat and, you know, a cruise uh, a cruise planned and going to Disney World and had a house that, you know, we were going to buy a house in Caledon Hills. We had all these things that were going to happen yeah. and all of a sudden, you know, yeah. it's like we're driving, a, we got a Toyota that doesn't need a key that we're starting it with a bread, my dad's starting it with a bread knife and we've got, and we're selling the, selling the oh. barbecue off the back of a truck, you know, and it was it was like the Corvette, the Lincoln, all those things went away and it was it was, you know, I'm buying my parents not me, my parents, you know, I'm eleven, twelve years old and my parents are buying me two I got two sweaters to start the school year and they both were bought at Byway for about three dollars a piece. You know, and so at that point when I was, as I said, I look back at this this exercise that I did in school, and one of the things that I got out of that, which shaped the rest of my life, and I had to recondition it later and work on that and have coaching on that, is that yeah. I, I actually, it, it actually says, it says, and I learned, this happened, that happened, this happened, and then I learned that you have to work really, really hard to make money and be successful, to really re- work really, really hard, and maybe you'll get lucky and be successful. Okay. And so that's what I learned from the first time around. And so I started to work really hard. And I started, I started my, also my own business at 16 years old. And we put it all out there. And we worked really, really hard. The second time around, in answer to that you know, question as to what happened there, is that we had, uh, we had a very, as I said, very successful business, a lot of people on the team, and unfortunately, what happens when mo- when you bring money into the picture is that yep. when there when there's more and more zeros, you know, that go on the right hand the right side, people start to yep. get a little crazy. And some people ego and you know greed and all that kind of gets gets in the way. And so we right. actually had some people that we were in business with 
that um, got their ego out of the you know in in the way and started to focus more on like you talk you know talk about the purpose and why you have the money that's the secret to know why you're actually what this money is for number one how it how where what what was the source of that money who is the yep. source we're on yep. a spiritual show here who is the source yep. of that blessing and what is it for when you if you get those things out of uh out of you know, out of whack, then, yeah. you know, your ego, the edging God out, E-G-O, comes into play and you, you know, you people get, people get crazy. And so what happened yeah. is we had some, we had some people on our team that, that um, started to create, started to create dissension, started to create power struggles and all sorts of stuff. And, and, wow. and it started to create conf- so much confusion that our team uh, and other teams as well started to get really confused, and when people are confused, they stop, and they say, you know what, yeah. I'm just going to wait. I'm going to wait this out and see what happens. And unfortunately, as I said, within a few years, um, a few years our business went to almost nothing. And it was, it was you know, all of a sudden we were sitting there one day, it was just like, what, what just happened? You know, it's like, you know how you kind of go through a windstorm or you go through some right. crazy wild you know, storm that right. came out of nowhere, and you think, "What just happened?" It was, it yeah. was like that. Wow. So one thing that just came up with, from what you were saying is with people's uh, egos coming up, um, and I was talking a little bit about um, the, uh, the those that seem to attract financial abundance get more of it, or those that tend to share it. There are, they may also have some personal goals. I have a friend who had a dream. He has a uh, uh, he has a um, uh, a wooden uh, stick from this uh, location that he he was at 30 years ago, and he built his uh, dream cottage on it. But that's something that is a is a is a dream for him. But he shares that with everybody. There's he's always has has people over. The one thing that um, I wondered about that is is with with financial um, freedom. Sometimes it doesn't. It it sometimes it can it doesn't change the person that you are. Do you think it changes the person that you are, mm-hmm. or the person that you are just comes out because of it? Yeah, there's a there's a statement that I heard from someone that I have never forgotten. It says that money doesn't change you; it reveals you. <laughs> so you would if believe you want to give. Right. If you want to really yep. know who someone is, and yep. through the character and and the, the 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 depth of who they are, right at the core, mm-hmm. you give them money and give them power. But money and power generally tend to go together, right? In our society, yep. to have power and to have no money, there you know, it it doesn't happen quite so often. Bless you. It doesn't happen quite so often, right? So usually, they the two of them are correlated. And so, yeah, it it doesn't it doesn't change people. As I say, it makes people crazy because sometimes people, what happens, and this is not judgment, right? This isn't about judgment. Yeah. This is just an observation of what happens is, is that we attach our identity to how much money we have in the bank account, and then yeah. if we have more money, we start to. And if you and, and the reason why we do that, make that attachment. Is based on a on a uh, on a 
is our self-concept, the concept that we have of ourselves. It doesn't make us a wrong person or a bad person. It's just the self-concept that we have of ourselves. It makes us worthy. I had a mentor years ago, a uh, coach, one of my first coaches, who actually said you, you all, we all have one of three questions in our mind that are the primary questions that we ask ourselves. Am I a good person? Am I worthy? Yep. And am I competent? And that question of worthiness is a, is an interesting one, and the competence even, but the the you know because a lot of the correlated, right? So, yep. but the people will know if you have a good person. But am I worthy? Look how much money I have in the bank account. Therefore, I'm worthy. And and so there is, as I said, there is this identity that gets attached. To, I mean, this is a whole conversation in itself. But you know, they, they just on this to just to you know to go over it quickly, but it's it's the the identity that, that people create for themselves as a result of how you know where where they're at financially that causes the problems because then when they have more of it, right, it's that's that's based on ego. That's not based I, on is, does that make sense? Well I what came and that's up why I say it makes I, people crazy. What came up for me, Nicole, in that second part mm-hmm. was really what I told you about my experience at the in, about uh, financial abundance is um, what I've always felt is uh, for me financial abundance um, has an emotional attachment to me that is is not great. So I've always mm. tended to I've done well, I've been successful, but I've always tended to just have enough, and I, I I've really come to discover. That as I start to try, as I start to let more financial abundance in it, one of the things that it's not so much a worthiness, but um, a deserving. That that I I deserve to have financial abundance because I, I I want to use it to help and have the freedom to be who I really am. Yes, yeah. And you mentioned something there, by the way. You mentioned about allowing it. This is a really yeah. This is a really important piece because nowadays there is a mindset and there is a the society and the media has developed this mindset of scarcity, that there are scarce resources. The first chapter of any economics book in, in, in high school, you know, yep. economics is a study of scarce resources. Uh, Actually, it's right. It's interesting. It's all it's yep. talking about yep. scarce resources, and so yep. what happens is is that if we believe that everything is scarce around us, then there's and there's a shortage. If I have more, that means that somebody else has less. Exactly. And therefore, if I want to be a good person, and you know, then I don't want to. I don't, I don't want to take more than my share because if I take more than my share, then other people will have less. And that's not actually money. Is just simply an idea. It's a piece of paper. There's a joke, yep. you know, people say it doesn't grow on trees. Well, as a matter of fact, it does. It's actually paper. So it does <laughs> grow on trees. But it's really, truly, actually, truly, actually friend, more so. I actually have a friend who uh, who has a money tree in his house. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Right? And you know, so it's like, well, actually, let's uh, reframe that. But the, but even this, even more than that, it is a number on a balance sheet. And so it is an idea. And when you said about allowing it in, first thing in order to create more uh, wealth and create more success is to recognize that there is an abundance 
around us all the time. It may feel, and our reality might be, uh, which is our story about reality, yep. is yep. that there may be, not, you know, I don't have any money and there's no good jobs and there's no opportunities out there. But all you need to do is look around at all the buildings and look and realize there are millions of dollars worth of value and, and materials that is around you. You may not know how to access it yet, but it's all around you. And you ha- you need to first be able, be willing to allow that in so that you can yep. receive it. And that so, was, for us, was, was, it t- was, you know, after you lose, you know, go ahead, you were going to ask me a question. I was going to Yeah, ask. so you, you so that, that just brings me to my next question for you is really, so you did that. You you lost it all. You you had that um, uh, that financial scarcity. You saw both sides of the uh, the track. How does somebody stay positive um, during that time and not get enveloped with uh, the chaos of having lost it? Lost it rather. Yeah, and there are two. This is another thing that I heard when somebody say that just really stuck with me. Is there are two mindsets about money there is you know or or, or states of being when it comes to money is there's the uh when you talk about being broke being or being uh, poor being poor and being broke are two different you can be broke in your bank account right and be rich in your mindset or you can be you can have poverty thinking which will reflect into your bank account so when this all happened for us and we're sitting there and all of a sudden it's like there's nothing and not only have we lost everything, but we've, and more, right, you know? It's like yeah. this compounding effect and it's like, oh my goodness. And then so for myself, it's stopping and saying, okay, so the question I asked myself was this. Coming from a broke, quote-unquote broke mentality of saying, yeah. I don't have money right now. But yep. I have value. I have something to give. I still have. The world is abundant. The question I asked myself was, now what? Now what? What am I going to do now? Because, you know, if I can if I can make it once, I can make it again. Now, some people may be listening to this and saying, I've never made it in the first place. If somebody can make it and generate it, and you can make a dollar, if you can make a dollar, you can make $10,000. It's just, a, it's just, an, all money is, and, you know, it's the exchange of value. That's it. That's all it is. It's a medium of exchange. There's a really great book out there called Thou Shall Prosper, and it's by a rabbi, Daniel, something, I forget his last name. And he okay. talks about the Jewish the Jewish tradition and, and how, because people say Jewish people are good with money. He says, well, there's a reason why that is. It's what they're taught, right? It's their right. mindset about money. And what he right. talks about is, he says, money when you receive money from someone, what you're receiving is a certificate of appreciation. Huh. I like that. And when you think about it as being a certificate of appreciation, now you're not going to push it away. Now you're not going to be like, oh, no, no. Oh, no, no, I could never take that. Really? Right. Why right. not? You're insulting them. They want to give you something for what you have have produced. And so for me, as I said, I, you know, I, I just started looking and saying, now what? Well, now what am I going to do with the rest of my life? And 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 how am I going to create? How am I going to create? Because yeah, we do need money to be able to live and to do things that we want to do. But am I going to just go run run around and try to make a few dollars, or am I going to stop and check in and say, okay, what what am I 
what am I here for, and how can I, and this is what I'm really passionate about, is helping people to discover and play to their strengths, find that thing that is their true purpose, the thing that they can be the 10 at, a 10 at, right, yeah. be yeah. great at, and then, and then figure out a way to monetize that, that comes second, right, figure out a way to monetize that so that they can do what they love to do and get paid for it in those certificates of appreciation. So one thing I just wanted to, one thought I, that came up for me is when you said, um, it, when you talked about being broke, it was just, for you, it was a lack of money. It hadn't really, the fact that you had lost the money hadn't really changed you. And this is something that you had experienced. Now you're heading into adulthood. And one thing that I, I have noticed too with my, um, my experience uh, as well is the person and most people that I find that have um, have had fluctuations in uh, uh, financial freedom is uh, they say exactly the same thing that you do. They, and there seems to be two common themes. One, they they have a good strong sense of who they are. They focus inward. I'm still just because I don't I lack money, I still have some value, which is what you said. And the second thing is their their forward thinking you said it yourself now what so yes yeah you you were able to stay positive uh, uh during that uh that time how did you how did you move forward what happened how did you start to get out of the uh how did you start to get out of the uh lack of money well the first thing is i'll be honest with you i did have a pity party I mean, you know, I, okay. I I had the pity party of one, <laughs> right? All right. Or, and even though maybe my parents and I, we all had a pity party, you know. And, and so, you know, we had our moment of, of upset. Some people don't want to go through that, and it's like grief, right? They don't want to deal with it. But when you lose something, you know what? Allow yourself the opportunity to just be present with that and say, wow, you know what? Like, that hurt. I feel sad about that. It's okay. The, the, the difference is you don't stay there. Right. And you don't assign it and attach it to your identity where you say, I'm no good. That's right. why the difference, there's, there's the difference, even as I said, if somebody's even never had money, let's say, and they're always right. in that position or they, they lose their job and they and that's the biggest thing when people lose their job, is you know, or, or older people that when they retire and they feel like they're not worth they don't have. They don't have. They're not useful, right? And so it right. it it their self concept, their self esteem goes down. So right. it's it's the thing is is it's okay to feel that way for a moment. It's just not. Just don't stay there. And so the first thing that it takes, and what I what I applied was I applied courage. And because you know, it's just in thinking about this as I was preparing for this interview and I didn't, yep. even though I didn't know your the questions you were gonna ask. Is thinking yep. about what did it take what did it take for me to, to move forward and for us to move forward is I needed the courage to be able to stand up again. To yep. be able to get back in the game. Yeah. And also the courage to be able to be honest about the things that we did that worked, but also right. honest about the things that didn't work. What did I learn from this? What did, right. I, what did we do? Where did we make the quote-unquote mistakes? Which, of course, there are no such thing as mistakes. There are only learning experiences. But what yeah. What are the things, what happened? And I, actually, my dad and I were talking about this recently. 
And he said, wow, you really extracted a lot of learning from that. And it's true because this, this, that whole experience, it was a, it was a, a very difficult, very painful experience. And yet it was one of the most valuable experiences of my life. Because right. of all the things that I learned when I went back and reviewed, I learned from what to do, what you know, watching what people had done that worked and what and what to yeah. do, and also what not to do, you know, and, right. and saying mental don't yourself. I don't ever want to be that, and I don't ever want to do that or right. things that I did or that we did that you know that that put us because you know what we took responsibility and so you know we can't blame if you blame someone else. Yeah. For your situation, or you blame the economy, or you blame a company for closing, or you blame whoever—a partner that that yeah. you know that 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 stole from you or whatever. When you blame someone else, you take yourself out of you're no no you're no longer in control. They're in control, and that is right. a very scary place to be because it means that you don't have control over your future. So you got to take responsibility and have the courage to take responsibility and be aware of what actually happened and look at it honestly, not beating yourself up, but just look at it and, you know, one of my mentors, Blair Singer, has a has a process of debrief and saying, okay, you ask yourself these questions. Number one, what worked about this? Okay, great. Yeah. What, what didn't work about this? What did I yeah. learn? And then what am I, what am I going to do next time? So that's number one. Number two is I had to have faith. And I had to pull and draw on my faith that there was a brighter future ahead of ahead for me. Because if I yep. were to stay and to look at that, you know, and to say, Oh, this is it, this is where I'm this is where I am, this is my lot in life, you know, I, all of that, I'd still be there. And so I had to have faith to know, you know what? This is this is just a temporary, this is not come to stay, this has come to pass. Yeah. And what can I learn from it to move forward? And then the right. third thing is is I had to take action. I had to get moving. And sometimes yeah. what I notice is, especially with people that are very spiritual uh, or seeking spirituality, sometimes they get stuck in inertia, trying, they're waiting, they're like doing the, you know, the lotus, right? And they're like waiting for that oh. aha moment that's going to come to them that this is my life purpose. My experience is, is that, a body in motion tends to stay in motion. Body at rest tends to stay at rest. Yes, you take the time to meditate. Yes, you got to stop and check in, get grounded, go separate yourself, and and get that you know get that time with God. But then take action, right? Go out. Faith yep. without works is dead. And so you go and you have to be in motion because as you're in motion, it's like God was just saying, you know, God can't move can't move a parked car. Well, He probably could, right. but He's probably not going to. Right, so you got to be in motion, so because then he can steer you and guide you and and all that. And so, and I, I totally, I totally, yes. Nicole, because I know that um, one of the things my uh, grandmother used to say when we w- would sit around uh, uh, at the table and everybody was waiting to take the uh, the first step is, "Come on, kids! God only helps those that help themselves." And yeah, yeah. Uh, one of the things that I certainly find too is is uh, being a spiritual person, meditating, praying, and trying to get answers. Sometimes we put too much um, too much responsibility on outside forces to come up with the answer instead of looking inside ourselves because the answer is really um, still there. 
But I really love what you talked about, about uh, really the three things, which I think is great advice uh, for our our listeners if they are either uh, in financial distress or they they have a a bad, uh, like I refer to it as the financial, my my financial gremlin, is to understand that um, in order to move beyond that, even if if you've never had money, it is possible that the people that uh, I know are regular people, they're human beings, they've got the same DNA as, as me, and sometimes we tend to um, make stories about people that have money, that they have money, but it's not ever going to be me. Uh, and that really just has to mm. do with our yeah. attitude. Um, so we thought, well, and, and can I just say one other thing, Jamie? Sure. Just real quick on that, what you just talked about is really yeah. important is okay. association because when you're on this journey, if you hang out with a bunch of people that are in the same place as you and that, well, we put it this way, not even to the temporary place, but that are in a place of being not broke, poor, and they yeah. have a poverty mindset, one of the, the, one of the toughest, the toughest things to overcome is environment. And so in order to move forward, you have to you have to get around people either, you know, first of all, separate yourself so that you can have your own space and get clear on what's going, you know, to trust yourself and, 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 and really connect to God and hear God's voice. But the other thing is, is that you have to get around people that will lift you up and that will elevate you, that are moving, that are in motion as well and moving right. in the right direction. Otherwise, it is going to be extremely hard for you to get past that. It's, there is a saying that, you know, environment is greater than will. Environment is greater than will. If you are, you know, have have the will to be healthy and you hang out with a whole bunch of people that are going to get cold and, you, and that's all you associate with and you're stuck in a room with them, eventually the odds are high that you're going to get a cold. <laughs> If you hang out and with I, successful people and you hang out with people that are possibility thinking, not only are you gonna are you yeah. gonna be more encouraged and see the possibility and they will encourage you and lift you up when you need it. When you go to yep. that pity party, they'll be the ones to take you out of that pity party. But also yep. that's where the opportunities come when somebody says, yep. Hey, you know what, come work with me. I wanna I, I'm working on a project and that's where the opportunities show up and and you know, and things can change. Okay, we've got a few minutes left, Nicole. So speaking of projects, um, is there any project that uh, you're working on now that might uh, that our listeners might be interested in? Mm, what projects am I working on? Actually, I'm working on a project with someone, uh, speaking of association, a really cool guy that I met down here in L.A. Uh, yep. by the name of Evan. And yep. we, are, uh, we are working on a uh, project preparing for an event we've already done a, he's done a couple of these events and uh, going forward we're going to do these events together and they are called live your dream seminars and so we are putting together actually going to be doing some uh going to be doing some video recording over the next couple of days uh, a series of videos that will be available online for free that will walk through the five steps to what it takes to live your dream and to give them all all the information as to what they need to do to 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 do that. And then those people that are interested and want to come, we're going to have also a seminar 
that they are okay. invited to come. There is a there is a cost to that where we will actually have them in the room. It's a workshop where they will actually implement those five steps. So we'll create the space for them to do that. Is there a website that we could go to to find that out? Not yet, but you know what? It'll okay. be the you you can access it through because it hasn't. I'm just doing the we're doing the recordings now, but you can access that through discovertheedge.com. It certainly will. There will be a link on the uh, events page uh, on that. And then hopefully you can share that as that starts to move forward. And I'd be glad sure. to share that with uh, our listeners and uh, fans. How can people get a hold of you, Nicole? Uh, they can get a hold of me through discovertheedge.com. And okay. they can also reach me on website. Facebook. And yeah, so just yeah, so just through the website, it's www.discovertheedge.com. On okay. Facebook or Twitter, uh, at the same handle, Discover the Edge. Okay. I also Good. have my own personal. Uh, have my own personal Facebook, which is Nicole Jansen, and LinkedIn. I'm big on LinkedIn as well. You can find me on LinkedIn. And all of my phone numbers and everything are on the website, so you can you can get it there and be. I, I'd invite anyone that wants to reach out either through Facebook or email or phone, reach out to me. If you have any questions, I'd be happy to, to help and support. Great. Nicole, thanks a lot for, uh, uh, for coming on and uh, helping our listeners uh, with their own financial gremlins, dealing with the adversity of uh, losing money. It's always a pleasure to talk to you, and I want to thank you uh, for being on the uh Magnetic uh, magnetic Lighthouse. Jamie, it was a pleasure. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. All right. That is all the time we have tonight. Thank you to our spiritually minded listeners and to my special guest, Nicole Jansen. I'm continuing to be overwhelmed by the response that the Magnetic Lighthouse is getting from our fans and listenership is growing each week. Whatever you're doing to help with this out there, please continue to do so and share this with others who might benefit. Join me next week on Monday, June 22nd at 7 p.m. Eastern when our topic will be The Sound of Prana with a special guest, Paul Cousineau. That post will be out tomorrow morning. Please share and invite your friends so we can continue to grow the Magnetic Lighthouse community. I am Jamie Pritchard, your spiritual connector, host, and producer. My final thought for tonight comes from Arthur Golden, who said, Adversity is like a strong wind. It tears away from us all but the things that cannot be torn, so that we see ourselves as we really are. And remember, each week, to always see your light, shine your light, and be your light. Good night. <laughs>